y'all. I wonder what image comes to mind when you hear the word joy. It may be the character from Inside Out, Joy, who personifies this sort of always bouncy, always smiling, always cheerful, always happy feelings. Or maybe for you it's a little deeper. It's the joy that Dabo talks about. Jesus, others, yourself. I think that was the theme for the team the last time they won the championship. He wanted his players to always find joy in what they were doing. That worked out pretty well for them that year. Maybe for you, it's that you find joy in the little things. A cup of coffee, reading a good book, chatting with a friend, or folding your clothes in a way that sparks joy in your life. Joy seems to be one of the Apostle Paul's favorite words. It is definitely one of his favorite themes through Philippians. You can just go back and read chapter 1. Paul himself is filled with joy. But as we walked through this book, this semester, one thing we've come to realize is that for Paul, joy wasn't some cheerful feeling founded in his peaceful circumstances. It was sort of the opposite. It was a choice, a choosing of joy despite his terrible circumstances. He's imprisoned. He's isolated. He's been falsely accused and separated from the people he loves. But in his circumstances, he chooses joy, and he wants his readers to do the same. Listen to chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Twice in two verses. Did you hear it? Rejoice. In other words, choose joy. How do we do that? How do we look around and find ourselves in this super weird time of isolation and separation and losing some of the things that we love here at the end of the year. And more than that, as we look at disease and death and decay, how do we choose joy? This is something Christians have been wrestling with for a long time, and many have really found a way to do it. I I think especially of Christian slaves in America who chose to rejoice in the Lord always even throughout their awful bondage by singing together and praying and worshiping, often in secret, so as not to be imprisoned for gathering together on a Sunday? How could they do that? How could any Christian find themselves in such awful circumstances? And that's just one example. And choose joy. Well, they aren't choosing a feeling. They're choosing to respond to a person. Notice Paul doesn't just say, be joyful. He says, rejoice in the Lord and let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Why? Because the Lord is at hand. Two times in these two verses, he says, rejoice. And also two times in two verses, he says, because the Lord is with you. Paul says what to do, rejoice. And I love how the author of Hebrews tells us how to do it. Look to Jesus. The author writes, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Did you hear it? How can we rejoice despite the circumstances we find ourselves in? By looking to the one who looked ahead in history to us and for the joy set before him, that is because of his love for his people, Jesus endured the cross and Jesus was raised to newness of life. 
to be with you. That's how we can rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice, for the Lord is at hand. 